It's Rudy. It's Tabuti. And he's got the chalk. Welcome to the only Chalk Zone <laughs> specific podcast. Chalk Zone centric podcast. They hit television show from the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. We watch each episode and record a f- eight hour long podcast dissecting all the symbolism <laughs> and intelligence behind yeah. the writing. There's a lot of symbolism in Chalk Zone. For example, Rudy Tabuti. Now, Tabuti, the last name, you're probably thinking, it sounds like but. Um, yeah, we just talk about Chalk Zone here. Yeah. And Scones. Scones is a big uh, blue fan. Is that his name? No, you're thinking of blue from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Oh, what's the name of the little dude? Rudy's got the chalk. Uh, no, Rudy has the chalk, but what's... <laughs> I mean, that's that's known. That's understood. Rudy has the chalk. The ch- but what is the name Rudy's, of the little guy? Rudy's got the he's got I the know chalk. listeners out there are so interested in what the fuck we're talking about right now. Snap, I think. Snap. Yes, that sounds right. Uh, welcome to Monday Morning Macabre. <laughs> <laughs> someone's checking. Someone's checking their download. Like, wait, what the fuck? Did they put the wrong name on this? this is not. I think this. They have. They have sixty some odd episodes of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome, me and Scones. It's Darcy. Scones. Scones. Darcy. We're talking about spooky stuff, as you probably already know, or if you're new, welcome. Uh, and you're you're welcome. <laughs> You're you're welcome. Uh, we talk about stuff like cryptids, uh, murder mystery, true crime, cults. We have a murder mystery every weekend, and we record it as a podcast. Yes, and a uh, whodunit. This week, I will be playing the role of Voodoo Mama Juju. I will be playing the role of Toilet Snake O'Toole. He's a <laughs> he's a Southern Irish <laughs> <laughs> oil baron. <laughs> Yes, sir, Bob. And I've got a whole backstory lined up, but we don't have time to get into that right now because, guys, it's Monday and you've got better shit to do. Actually, it's a holiday Monday. <gasps> MLK what's Day. The, what's the holiday? Is it MLK? It is. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Hey, Even though technically I think MLK? his birthday was Friday. But okay, I digress. So you know Martin Luther King's birthday, but you don't know my birthday? Um... Oh, you're such a Pisces. All right. Um, <laughs> Pisces. So you today. Know my fucking sign. Your sign? Yeah. What's my what's my sign, Scones? Uh, I don't know. I was trying to think of another character from Chalk Zone, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Are there other characters in Chalk Zone? I don't know. But Scones is going to be bringing us the spooky sauce tonight, uh, today, this morning. Yep. And... Word on the street is he's got a real, real good tail. I'm going to really hype it up. It's <laughs> yeah, really hard for you to like. Please it. don't. Uh, I was looking for uh, a subject, and I came across just a good old-fashioned mystery. Ooh, I like mysteries. Go on. Every weekend I have one. The man who deleted his past before he was found dead. The mystery of Peter Bergman. Peter Bergman. Peter Bergman. Bergman Peatman. Uh, what year was this? Oh, In 2009. Ooh, re- fairly recent. A little Reesey PC, dude. Reesey PCs tonight on Monday Morning Macabre. Band. Band, play us <laughs> in. Mm-hmm. 
TikTok, 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 TikTok. We're 60 minutes now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tonight, we talk about the gig economy. No, um... <laughs> Nothing scarier than Fiverr. <laughs> In 2009, a man calling himself Peter Bergman was found washed up on an Irish beach. Ten years later, police, journalists, and internet sleuths are still trying to work out what exactly happened. <gasps> Yo, can we get to the bottom of it and make this like a podcast that people will listen to? <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. Right? <laughs> throw, it, throw it on the list next to the chalk zone idea. All right, I think Chalkson's a better idea, but that'll go second. Rudy's got the chalk. One June afternoon in 2009, a thin man dressed in black boarded a bus to Sligo. Sligo? Sligo? S-L-I-G-O? Yeah. I like Sligo. Sligo. A small coastal town not far from the Irish border. Three days later, after a quiet weekend spent largely alone, the man was dead. Fucking dead. D-E-D? Like, oh my god, you killed him. He's dead. His passing the first <laughs> act of a mystery that has now baffled and compelled police forces, journalists, filmmakers, and internet sleuths for over a decade, my dude. Ten years, my dear boy? Ooh, the very same. The beginning of this story is the earliest known point of the man's journey. Derry, in Northern Ireland, where he boarded a mid-afternoon bus over the border to Sligo. Arriving at 6.28 p.m., as the evening sun warmed the waters of Sligo Bay... <laughs> The man Sligo took, Bay. took a t- I love spring break in Sligo Bay, dude. Oh my god, bro. Yeah, this year we're not doing a Bisa, we're doing Sligo Bay, Sligo bro. Bay. Pack that EDM music up, brother. I don't know how music Passing is distributed the vibe these days. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Pack it up on the donkey, baby. We're going to Sligo. <laughs> the man took a taxi to the center of town. In the years since, some have offered this as proof of his unfamiliarity with Sligo. To walk from the station takes just over 10 minutes to an, at an ordinary pace. That said, he did also have two bags to carry, and his graying hair and slight frame suggest he could have used the help. It's so basically definitely not a Chad. The first hotel, He's not a Chad. <laughs> the first, He's not an alpha Chad. The first hotel the man tried was full. It was Friday night at the peak of the summer tourist season. You know it's tourist season in Sligo Bay. Bro, Sligo Bay tour. What if he was like dressed in a varsity jack letterman jacket with a uh puka shell necklace <laughs> yelling locals only? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a dream come true that would be, anyway. But he had more luck at the Sligo City Hotel on Quay Street where he paid for three nights up front. Writing in the register, he put down his address at Oh, jeez. Einsturzen 15-4472, Vienna, Austria. You just said, like, the like the bottom row of the keyboard. What the fuck was that? <laughs> it's, oh, my gosh. It's A-I-N-S-T-E-T-T. So, Einstedt, and then E-R-S-N. Ersen. Einstedtersen. Bongiorno. Which matched his Germanic accent. With the same pen. All right, so he's a German in Ireland, huh? He is. Or uh, Austrian, maybe? Well, he's a Germanic oh, accent, so I'm guessing that's vague for that whole part of Northern or Central Europe. Yeah, there. so anywhere in, the, in, yeah, okay. With the same pen, he gave his name as Peter Bergman. At no point was he asked for any identification. Okay. The next day passed without much incident. Bergman made his way to the general post office at 10.49 a.m., where he bought eight stamps. And some airmail stickers. Ooh. He ran some errands uh. around town and arrived back at the hotel to eat and take an occasional cigarette outside. 
keeping himself politely but firmly to himself. Hmm. I don't like that sentence. That's that's a that's a hell of a sentence. I don't like. I know people are probably like, well, write your own. And I'm like, get out of my face. On Sunday, Wait, shut up. <laughs> in the early afternoon, he left the hotel for the town's only taxi rank and asked to be taken to a quiet beach where he could swim. The driver took his what softly, a weird request. <laughs> take me to the beach so I may swim. Dude, if you're like an Uber driver and someone's like, take me to a quiet beach where I can swim, <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I, there's a Y <laughs> down the road. I don't fucking know. What the fuck? Like, this is where I die. The driver took his softly spoken fare to Ross's point. He's a vampire. That's a very vampire request. It sure is. The peninsula known for its dramatic views about 15 minutes away by car. On arrival, Bergman got out, surveyed the vast blue expanse, and seemed satisfied with the choice. How does he know that? How do we know that he seemed satisfied with the choice? He just author? looked out at the blue expanse and was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> very exaggerated. This will do just fine. <laughs> this will do great. Instead of disembarking as expected, he took the taxi immediately back to Sligo. What? So he didn't sound satisfied at all. <laughs> Yeah, he sounds very dissatisfied if he's going straight back home. Where he settled into the groove of another evening alone. Dude's just alone. This dude looks, sounds like he's just watched like uh, Requiem for a Dream and like he's just having a having a weekend to himself. Pretty much. After 1 p.m. on Monday, June 15th, Peter Bergman checked out of the hotel and deposited his key at reception. He left one of his original bags, a purple plastic bag for life, and what appeared to be a new black luggage case. He took a Wait, what the fuck is a bag for life? I'm guessing like a reusable shopping bag. Yo, we're bags for life. Bag That's boys for life. My, <laughs> my new best friend who is a bag. He took a cir- circuitous route to the bus station. At one point, he stopped in the doorway of a shopping precinct and waited, poised like a man about to turn back. Instead, he made his way to the bus station and on arriving, read notes on scraps of paper he'd picked out of his pocket before tearing them up and depositing them in a garbage bin. Is this dude a spy? This sounds like spy it's shit. It's giving very... Either that or like... Oof, I don't know. I don't think he's old enough. I was going to say he's like a like a Nazi in hiding or something. Mm. The bus departed at 2.20 p.m. to Ross's point. Later, it was established that up to 16 people had seen Bergman on the beach that afternoon. He wasn't trying to hide himself. They all remember a jovial, if formally dressed figure greeting the strangers who crossed his path. The next morning, not long after 6 a.m., the local man and his son were jogging on the sand amid the last remnants of a sea fog. They were the first to find the washed-up body of a thin, middle-aged man with closely cropped gray hair. Peter Bergman was dead, but the mystery that has since surrounded the story was only the beginning. This is a very Taman Shud vibe to it. Yes, I thought, man, I thought about that as well. dead on the beach with weird background-like... Very kind of suspicious behavior and like... Especially for Saligo Bay. Saligo Bay, I dude. Mean, uh, <laughs> if you're not passing I mean, the vibe check, you're not coming to Saligo Bay with us. <laughs> I visited Saligo for the first time on a Friday in May 2019. So this is now from the author's point of view, Francisco Garcia. Francisco Garcia advice. Uh, thanks for writing all this. <laughs> for real cool of you. Wow, what attribution... <laughs> I'd flown to Dublin that morning and taken the three-hour cross-country train, passing field after field, town after town, before arriving at Sligo's train station directly above the bus station, where Peter Bergman had arrived all those years ago. I made my way straight to the Sligo City Hotel. I wanted to start there just as Bergman had, but I couldn't say exactly why. For the last year or so, I've spent much of my working life covering cases of missing people in the UK and further afield. 
Their stories can sometimes tell us all the sorts of things about the way we live now, about loneliness and pain, but they can often speak to nothing else than the missing person's own private mystery. <gasps> so Peter Bergman's body had been taken to post-mortem. He had been found naked. Dude, Post Malone's involved in this? So when he was found, he was found naked. His clothes scattered across the shore. Hanging out with Post Malone. Everybody just saying <laughs> congratulations. Wow. All of his pockets were empty. No money, no wallet, and no forms of ID. It was quickly established that he'd drowned, though there wasn't any hint of foul play. His teeth were in good condition, excluding a few fillings. It was his body that drew attention. It was battered and wrecked. The test revealed advanced prostate cancer and bone tumors. He had suffered previous Ooh. heart attacks and was missing a kidney. Jesus Christ. The toxicology report returned no evidence of medication in the system, despite the intensity of the pain he must have been suffering. Oh, my God. This dude was, like, this sounds like a like an experimentee that escaped the fucking place and... Like, was just like, I'm going to go to a, a place to just walk into the ocean because this sounds awful. What a terrible life he's living. For sure. It quickly became apparent that there was something strange about Peter Bergman. The total lack of idea or belongings and the fact that the labels on his clothes had been crudely hacked away with scissors. Authorities checked his address and found a vacant lot in Austria where extensive searches didn't reveal any Peter Bergman who could possibly match the man's description. The letters he posted from Sligo have never been traced. Dude, honestly, all right, now it sounds less like a spy and more just like a dude who is like, I'm going to go end my life peacefully in a nice Irish coastal town as opposed to I'm a spy. Although I don't know why you would do all of the work to make your identity anonymous. Yeah, that's the strange thing. He very much did not want people to know who he was and put a lot of effort into that. And every single way he is doing these, the, the the obfuscating of his identity is similar to that of Tamam Should. Yeah, which is definitely spy vibes. <sighs> Mysteries, man. <laughs> like, get me. <laughs> What's up with them? What's new Scooby Doo? Come in after you. Peter Bergman's last days were pieced together by trawling through Sligo's CCTV network. The shuffling, scrupu- scrupulously, scrupulously can't read scrupulously scrupulously careful figure that had left the hotel each day armed with this purple plastic bag full and returned with it empty so that's strange hmm. too he's leaving with a full yeah, bag he coming in? back without well, it could have just been like a lunch you know true the hours in between were a mystery it appeared that he had deposited his belongings in various garbage bins around town taking great care to avoid being picked up by surveillance care cameras that is spy shit. Watching snippets of available footage is an odd sensation, like watching a ghost move through the world of the living. He has never been identified. Dude, that's that's weird. On a Saturday afternoon in September 2019, I met with Detective Inspector Ray Mulderig at Sligo Garda Station. He's the third detective inspector who has had ultimate responsibility for the Bergman case. That must suck, getting that case. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's this completely unsolvable thing. Good luck. Although at the same time, you're probably like, I'm going to be the guy who solves it and make, uh, get all that, get that acclaim, you know, get that hunger. Mulderig believed Sligo was no random choice for the destination. There seems to have been a purpose to all of it, he said. Everything he seemed to have had a per, everything he did seemed to have had a purpose from cutting the labels of his clothes to all the rest of it. The question you have to ask is, why Sligo? If you want a scenic place to die, you're spoiled for choice across the west coast of Ireland. 
or even Scotland for that True. matter. Something must have brought him here, even if we've never been able to say what that was. That's a valid point. Muldurgi explains how many hours have been dedicated to the hunt for answers. Almost everything in their power has been attempted. They have conducted searches and chased down leads no matter how far-fetched. They have Bergman's DNA, clothes, and remains. It is now a waiting game that may go on forever. I liken it to a computer that has gone into sleep mode, he said. <laughs> something, this is a guy who just learned yeah. like, what computers are and he's trying to show off. The years have spra- spawned all sorts of wild, mostly online theories. At the time of writing, I could count nine separate Reddit threads dedicated to the mystery of Peter Bergman. Some posit he was an intelligence operative or a gangster on the run from a shadowy organized crime group. Others that he was trying to claim a life insurance policy for his loved ones. Huh. That one's like a little bit uh, uplifting <laughs> in a way. One even suggests that the whole thing was an elaborate hoax cooked up by Irish filmmaker Karen Cassidy, whose 2013 documentary, The Last Days of Peter Bergman, was until recently some of the only media coverage of the case. Oh, that's sketchy, dude. I asked Cassidy about this directly on Twitter, and he responded a couple minutes later saying, it's real. He messaged back, welcome to the rabbit hole. Dude, that's some that's such a filmmaker response. Welcome to the motherfucking rabbit hole. Welcome to the rabbit hole, baby. Welcome to the thunder. I'm a genius. That's um I don't know if I remember watching a documentary called uh What Happened to Casper Carr or something along those lines. Casper Carr was the name of the gentleman. And it's like you follow this 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 thief as he's stealing stuff. And it's like a documentary about this guy who goes into businesses and like dresses up as like security guards and stuff. And he gets into like back rooms and manages to like take a bunch of money. And then I found out it was all fake because at the end he, he, he disappears after like stealing from a mob organization. And I was like for like two weeks, I was like, this is the most interesting fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And I found out it wasn't real. Uh. And I was really bummed about it. It was really sad. And I was like, damn it. It's like that. It was so cool. It's like that Joaquin Phoenix documentary. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, exactly. So I was like, well. You know, maybe uh, this could be a similar thing. And that filmmaker's response is not helping the 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 idea here. It's not it's not helping me think it's not fake. It's also kind of got Lisa Lamb vibes. The way he's like acting on yeah. really weird on camera. Yeah. The fact that he's avoiding CCT. Well, actually, okay. If it is a documentary, they're doing a pretty good job of thinking about all the things a spy would think about. Like avoiding CCTVs and like like that, I would not as a filmmaker. I'd be like, okay, we're gonna just like do this thing, but I wouldn't think like the small details like that. I don't know. That seems like a lot of forethought put into it. Yeah. The uh, I feel I also. It's crazy to think that like there's a whole like underworld of society with like the mafia and like crime and like people running from mob bosses. Like that's like a thing that's going on constantly right now. And it's weird that like you never interact with it unless you're like in it. I don't know. It's just weird to think that there's so much crazy shit happening. I think like right on crazy that in modern times someone can die and you can just have no idea who they are. True, true. Yeah, that they can literally hide their identity with the amount of like DNA technology and like record keeping we have. Yeah. This isn't this isn't like the nineteen thirties. You know? We've we've got <laughs> the technology. You can just change your name to Bergman and be just nobody knows. Nobody knows. The kind of In September twenty nineteen, uh the author of the article met with Teresa Nealon, the writer of A Dream Dying, a play telling 
the Bergman story in reverse, which kickstarted my fascination with the case. Uh, they talked over what they knew about the case. There were cut-up clothes in the ghostly room at the Sligo City Hotel, where he was staying. There was the Grony Hotel CCTV footage showing the condemned man walking his way to and from his final errands, the substance of which we can only still guess at. There's the documentary and the play, as well as all the theories and speculations of online sleuths transforming the patchwork of concrete details into an intricate tapestry of conspiracy. Finally, there are those who are left behind, whoever they may be. When someone is reported missing, we are used to seeing those grieving families and loved ones representing their concern. This did not happen for Peter Bergman. Instead of a deep memory and grief, we have snatched recollections gleaned from a cluster of chance encounters. The taxi driver who remembers his courteous, soft-spoken passenger, the people at the beach. But there are those that believe that the initial hunt was aborted too soon, that somewhere someone must remember or hold the key to his real identity. But despite the ongoing interest buoyed by a recent Irish Times podcast, Ray Mulderig told me that no one has ever come forward with anything convincing. Dude, it's got to it's gotta be something spy or... I mean, if you're hiding the identity so, like... I don't know. It it has to be something something deeper. It's got to go deeper, brother. I don't I don't believe that it's just a a dude. No, you don't just cut tags out of clothes and like avoid cameras and do weird shit just like just because you're on spring break in Saligo Bay. Like that's like unless you're a freshman that doesn't make sense. Dude, unless you're getting down in Saligo Bay, dude. <laughs> like why go? Why Saligo, even? It's just another mystery that we don't know the answer to. We just, we're just. So there's like a ton of people, as you can imagine, on Reddit who love this. Yeah, I was going to say, there must be some crazy Reddit. This guy says, what thing going on? Purple plastic bag. There are some weird things regarding the case. One of those is the purple plastic bag. He was seen leaving the hotel every morning with it full of items or personal effects. It was never discovered what these items were. However, when he returned for his long walks, they were no longer in the bag like we talked about. So apparently those could also have just been like personal effects. So it could have been lunch. but So it could have been him like discarding items into the various trash bins around Saligo. Maybe. I mean, that could be it. I wonder if he's like leaving them for people or if it's like stuff he's trying to get rid of. Yeah, it's either like a drop or it's like I want to discard all of my belongings throughout this town to avoid connection between them. So he bought eight postage stamps and sent all letters, but they've never been traced as to where they went. So, okay. Now, it like like the letter thing makes me think that... It could be just a dude who was like, hey, I'm dying. I'm going to write some letters to my family and then like be on my way. And then it's totally possible that the CCTV footage being like hard to find him could just be, I don't know. uh, It could just be like by happenstance. But you don't think if it was to family or something of a not clandestine nature that don't you think someone would have like said something to like the news or like claimed the body? true yeah it's yeah it's that's i guess this is why it's a mystery why can't i solve it right now (laughs) why can't i just speculate wildly (laughs) and just come up with the right answer that's pretty i mean it's very to mom shit and or summer tin man if you will um and i mean it's it's so similar that it almost makes me like 
want to know if they're connected. <laughs> like that would be crazy. I also think the interesting. the sus thing. So oh, a Reddit user says this. Anyway, anyone in the UK, Ireland knows that CCTV is everywhere, especially in a medium-sized town like Sligo. How on earth would one know where all the CCTV blind spots were unless you were involved with law enforcement or government agencies in some way? I mean, I uh that seems I mean, if you were to go into this town already knowing where the CCTVs were, you'd have to do some tremendous amount of research on a very specific topic to get that information. I feel like he would have had to have just like surveyed the area and like made note of them. Like how would you just know going into this random ass town where all of the CCTVs were? That seems like so specific. Right, but also what are the odds that they don't have any footage of him removing any of the items from his bag? Yeah, I I don't know. It's just crazy. I feel like speculating and saying that he knew prior to arriving in Saligo where all of the security footage or like cameras were just seems like crazy. Like that's so much information to like, at, like not to like to know it is one thing, but then to be like, okay, I'm gonna deftly maneuver my way through this town with like Assassin's Creed style, like <laughs> over the, the roofs. Fuck? Yeah, like just diving into bales of hay. I think it, I think there's something there. Like the the CCTV thing, yeah. the way this person says it's everywhere, and that like the very specific thing of him leaving with that item is the one thing that's really not captured. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a tough one. Ooh, I found another theory. One theory is that the man calling himself Peter Bergman is a child of a Nazi war criminal. The children of the Nazi often lived lives of and not anonymity. Oh my god! Anonymity. Why can't I say that? Anonymity. <laughs> I can't say that for some reason. It's just too hard. Wishing to hide from the notoriety of their parents' crimes, many of these children lived private lives and avoided the public for fear of being identified. So I was kind of close. <laughs> many never came to terms with the horrific crimes committed by their parents. They struggled to understand the scale of the parents' crimes and the feeling of guilt. But like, are they just saying that because there was a Nazi with the last name of Bergman? Uh, there is like, a Nazi, they have any... high-ranking Nazi named uh, Martin Bormann, who okay, used but, like, the name Bergman have... to hide his identity during the waning days of World War II. Okay, so like the thought here is that it's this guy's son and that he went to this, but like that still doesn't explain like why did he off himself in this town? Or how did he know about the CCTV? <laughs> yeah, even more importantly, like I I don't know, that, that seems a little far-fetched to me, like... The, not, the Nazi would you, theory? No, I could see, like, I don't know. The fact, like, if he was a child of a Nazi, I don't see why you would... I think the fact that he had all of these ailments, like, is is much more meaningful than, like, potential conspiracy in my mind. I don't know. Like, it just seems to... I, I feel like it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, what makes the most sense? And to me, a dude with, like, a bunch of horrific ailments who is def, who is mortally wounded, essentially, from the cancer... Like, knowing he's going to pass was like, you know what? I'm just going to go have my, like, little last hurrah and then take life into my own hands as opposed to, like, the... I would love for it to be conspiracy and, like, intrigue and stuff like that, but I just feel like it the most logical, straightforward explanation is that of a man who is dying and wants to have, like, a final goodbye. I don't know. What, what kind of goodbye my, is that, though? I don't know. Like like a, a peaceful... 
if if I were like in that position, I'd be like, I'd go to the the Emerald Isle, a coastal town on, in Ireland, and just like chill out there for a weekend or whatever, and be like, this is a beautiful spot. I'm in constant like it sounds like he's in constant pain based off of his ailments, and that I don't know. That's to me seems like a a not the worst way to go. IMO. But who knows? I don't know. You know, it's I mean, it's a mystery for a reason. I'm interested to hear what other people have to say. If you guys have out there have have thoughts on it, let us know. What if someone's like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's Dave from accounting. That's John. He's my music teacher. <laughs> More occupations. That's Steve. He's works at Kinko's. That's Gerald. He's a warehouse manager. Why are they all like? generic office jobs uh because i was thinking of the the office if i'm being honest oh <laughs> uh, okay okay we got to the bottom of that now let's get to the bottom of this <laughs> the answer is yeah we just say it we know it the whole time <laughs> well listeners if you have an idea let us know i'm interested to hear what your theories are because i just uh, do you think he was an intelligence? Do you think he was in the mob? Do you think he was a I just a think Nazi he was a dude. Son? I think he was just I think he was just a dude who was having a rough rough and like a rough time in life because of the horrific cards he was dealt and he was like I'm going to I'm going to end my life but do so in a like a scenic place. And I'm not satisfied with that answer. <laughs> I mean, I understand why you're not satisfied, especially with the given the fact of like the cutting out of the tags and all the ex- extra things. But like, I don't know. I think that's just to me is what resonates with me. I want to know what he was putting in those trash cans. So do you think he was a spy? I think there's something or uh, so he belonged to some kind of group that communicated in a way that did, was he did not want to get known. There was more people at play here, I believe. Well, listeners, let us know what your thoughts are. On the mystery of Peter Bergman. Peter Bergman. The man who didn't who erased his past. And uh keep an eye out on uh if you're a Patreon member for a bonus episode today. If you want to check us out on our socials, follow us at MondayMorningMacabre.com. We got MMMacabpod on Twitter, Monday Morning Macabre on Instagram. You know where to find us. Get your merch, get your get your stuff. And uh if you ordered a t-shirt, it should, in theory, be getting there soon. Uh, if I could, I did rush delivery to those folks who were in areas that allowed for it. If not, you're going to have to uh, move to a different location because <laughs> you had standard delivery. I'm sorry. But let us know when you get those shirts. I've seen a couple people hit us up saying they got them, which is exciting. And uh, yeah, I th- that's that's Monday Morning Macabre for you this Monday. All for you, the listener. The listener, what happened to the man? You tell us. We're doing all the work here. You tell us. Hey, yeah, you hey. <laughs> Freeloading. And uh have a have a good Monday. Have a good Monday. Bye. Bye.